It's good to see you. Wow, can you believe that Advent is here? Chad, thank you, worship team, choir, orchestra, children. Thank you for leading us today. Youth in the choir, beautiful morning of worship. I'm, man, I'm ready for Christmas now, right? Thank you all for leading us today. and Thank you for singing and, and filling this sanctuary with, with the music of our voices and of our instruments today as we bring thanksgiving and praise to our Creator and our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you ready for Christmas? There are 28 days left till Christmas morning. Do we have any Black Friday, I guess Black Thursday now, participants with us today? Any, anyone get up early yesterday and go shopping? Get any good bargains, Paula? No? You did? Good. If you're going to get up that early, you need to have one. Well, I, I, some of you read my blog article from this week, but I want to share that story because I only had a few words on the, in the newspaper and I've got like 30 minutes to tell the story here. <laughs> Not really. But Gay and I were, were pretty new parents. And we were at that time where I was a PhD student and, and I was working as an interim youth minister and, 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 we were, and Gay was teaching school and, and we were kind of struggling financially as you do when you're, you're newly married and you have a, a new child and, and it was Christmas. I think Morgan was about two and a half. It was before the twins were born and we decided that we wanted to do something special but we didn't have very, much, very, very many funds. The funds were short. And uh, so on Thanksgiving Day, we kind of scanned through the ads and looking for something on Black Friday, which was, I guess, 20-something years ago, was still in its infancy. There were stores that opened up at, at 5 o'clock, 6. I think one opened at 4 in the morning, and that was about the extent of it. There were a dozen or so, or so stores that did that. And uh, so we found this preschool, I'm sorry, play school playhouse. And the discount that it was on, on Black Friday was something that we could afford. And it would be a gift that we could give our, our two-and-a-half-year-old daughter that, uh, that we wouldn't be able to give otherwise. And so we got up early. And we were in Tulsa visiting grandparents. And, and it was cold. It was frigidly cold on that Thanksgiving or Black Friday morning. And we got up and we went to the store and we got there early enough and there had already been some folks gathering out front. And so we got out of the car and we went and stood in line. And remember, it was the old Mervyn's commercial with the lady, open, 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 open. That, that's kind of what we were doing, right? We were waiting for the store to open and they had several of those uh, uh, door buster attractive things. So we didn't know how many playhouses that were there inside the, the store, but we were committed to get one of them. And uh, they had a lot of other things, so we were hoping that they didn't all come for the playhouse. And so sure enough, the doors opened, and we rushed in. We had no idea where in the store to go to, but Providence was with us, and we picked the right aisle to go down, and there it was. There was like two or three in the whole store, and we got one of them. And uh, so we were so excited. We, we went through the checkout stand, and we had got our daughter that perfect Christmas present. It was going to bring hours of, of joy for playing in her own little playhouse and in fact the one, kids that came after enjoyed it too so it was really a great thing well we got through the line we paid and right as we get to the door this incredible front came through that uh, was cold and you know the Oklahoma wind right 
it was blowing through the parking lot, and it got so cold the temperature dropped, and then here came the thunder and the lightning. And it was one of those thunderstorms where you just see sheets go across the parking lot. It was sheets of water, and so we just kind of stood there. We had our, our big box, and we looked at each other, and it was like, well, here we go. So we, we pushed the cart across the parking lot. We dashed through the parking lot. We're getting soaked and drenched, and I've got a, our, our first car was an Oldsmobile Calais, two-door, and we got this great big old box to the car, pouring down rain, and it dawned on us that that box wasn't going in that car. <laughs> so we had a problem. So we began to rip the part, which had, was thoroughly soaked and soggy. So we we're ripping the box apart, and we got the trunk open, the doors are open, and we're throwing pieces of this playhouse in the car. And so I, I think we left the cart and the box in the parking lot somewhere. And we get in, and we're all sealed up, and Gay goes, well, did you get the instructions? <laughs> and I'm thinking, hey, I probably need those. So we checked. We had the instructions. So we got through that. We were freezing. We were wet. And we were laughing. And we had a great time. And uh, that was the only Black Friday I've ever done. And don't... <laughs> Maybe when, when and, and if grandkids ever come, we may do something crazy then, but... Uh, uh, the rest of the kids, sorry, they, didn't, they don't have a Black Friday story. 28 days till Christmas. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Is the shopping done? Is, is, is the tree up? The lights on the house? Are you ready for the, the visitors, the guests? Are you making travel plans to go somewhere? There, there's only 28 days. Are you ready? But are you really ready for Christmas? Surely, surely by now we understand that there is more to Christmas than shopping and cleaning and traveling and, and gathering together. As wonderful as those things are, surely we understand, at least in this place, that there is so much more to Christmas. You see, Christmas is our opportunity to connect with history. And more specifically is our opportunity to connect with salvation history. Christmas is the story of Emmanuel. God with us. Christmas is the hinge point of history. At Christmas, God enters into our world in a new and different and bold way. And because of Christmas, because of the birth of Jesus Christ, the world and each person in the world will never, ever be the same again. You see, church, this is what we should be preparing for. So in the midst of the Christmas rush and all the fun and excitement that, that goes on as a part of it, let us pause... And let us commit ourselves to preparing and thinking about this, that God is coming through the Christmas story in a way that God has never come to this earth before. So as we talk over these next weeks about preparing the way, we're talking about something that is life transformational, that will transform the world as well. So let us prepare the way. 
And let us prepare the way this morning through an invitation to live and to discover hope. To live in the hope of Emmanuel. To live in the hope that now God is with us, not just at Christmas, but each and every day. And not just each and every day, but for eternity. The question that we need to ask right off the bat is, how do we live in hope? In other words, what's the difference between living in hope and wishing and wanting for something? What is the difference in, in a hope and, say, wishing for something when you blow out your candles at birthday party? Or, or what is the difference between hope and throwing a, a quarter or a nickel into a wishing well at the mall and wishing for something? What is the difference in hope and wishing upon a star? Surely there is a difference. And surely as we prepare for Christmas Day, we are preparing to live in this new hope. For you see, to live in hope means that today, today we live in the reality of tomorrow. To live in hope means that today we can live in the promise and the truth and the reality that Emmanuel, God is with us. God is with us in the good times and God is with us through the struggling times. God is with us when we get that bad diagnosis. God is with us when we Lose a job. God is with us. And oh, that we would learn to live in that hope each and every day. As followers of Christ, when we live in the hope of Christmas, in the hope of Emmanuel each and every day, we offer a picture, we offer a foreshadowing for those around us of what eternity will be like, of what the kingdom of God will be like. The Apostle Paul simply says that we are ambassadors for Christ. We live as His ambassadors from His kingdom as we live in hope each day. What is the difference between wishing and hoping and, and embracing a life of hope? Well, it's like the old proverb goes. When we pray for rain, we pray with hope when we get up off of our knees and take our umbrella with us. We just wish for rain when we get up and go on with life as normal. Hope comes with it, expectation. Hope comes with it, preparation. Hope comes with it, a practice and a discipline so that when we pray for rain, we practice preparing for rain by taking our umbrella with us so that when the rain comes, we are ready. And this is what Advent, and this is what preparing the way is about it means that we are preparing our lives with hope so that when Emmanuel breaks forth in our lives, we are prepared and ready to receive him. So the question becomes, how do we prepare? And so over these next weeks, we're going to look at the Gospel of Matthew. 
And we're going to look at some of the different encounters and stories of, of Matthew's invitation to, to, to God's people to prepare the way, to prepare for his birth, to prepare for his coming in the future, to prepare next week through the life of John the Baptist that Messiah will be here, in fact, is here among us already. And this morning, we look to the Gospel of Matthew to understand part of the mystery that undergirds our hope. The mystery that the Messiah is coming, but that no one knows exactly when. Think back to the Christmas stories in Scripture. On one hand, the Jews were expecting the Messiah. On the other hand, they weren't prepared for the Messiah to come. One of the fascinating things on our, our trip to Israel a couple of months ago was our guide, a, a Jewish guy, guide who, who shared very much about his own faith and his own perspective on life. And we started talking about the coming of Messiah and, and Christmas. And he made a comment. He said, well, we're all waiting. We're all waiting on the Messiah to come. And on one hand, he was right. The, the Jews waiting for Messiah to come for the first time. The Christians waiting for Messiah to return and to come again. And part of the mystery that Matthew wants us to understand is that the Messiah is coming and no one knows the time in which he will return. So if you turn to Matthew 24 is that passage towards the end of that chapter is the passage that we read from earlier today. Again, the Jews were not expecting the Messiah to come, especially a Messiah born to an unwed carpenter and his fiancée from Nazareth. A couple on journey to Bethlehem to be counted for a census from Caesar Augustus. The Jewish people were not ready to receive this Messiah. And when the Messiah was born, and when the Magi came to look and to find the Messiah, they went to the king of Israel, and the king said, we, we don't know that the Messiah has been born. We, we don't know where he is to be. And, and the people, the scripture says, were, were confused, and, and they were bewildered. And so they went to the chief priests and the religious leaders, and they said, well, the Messiah will be born in, in Bethlehem. And you see, they were totally unprepared for the Messiah to come. Not even the king knew where to look for the Messiah. In church, I would say the same is true for us today. Us as a church. Us as a, a nation, as a culture. We are not really expecting Messiah either, are we? We're not really expecting Emmanuel to, to be born on Christmas Day, are we? We have a few gifts to exchange. We, we, we have a few meals we want to share together, a few parties to share with one another. But are we really expecting Messiah to break forth and for God to be with us in a new and different way? Where are Simeon and Anna, who in Luke chapter 2, we are told, were waiting in the temple and, and had believed in their heart that they would not leave this world until they saw Messiah, 
They lived with a hope that Messiah would come in their lifetime. And they were in the temple waiting and expecting Messiah to come. And when Jesus comes with his parents to be dedicated in the temple, Simeon and Anna, the Spirit of God instills within them that this is the Messiah. For you see, they were waiting and they were expecting And as Jesus says in Matthew 24, they were on the alert. Be ready, Jesus says. He says that the homeowner would have been ready if he would have known the thief was coming that night. But the homeowner wasn't ready. And the thief came and he took And the scripture tells us that two men will be walking in a field and working in that field and and one will be ready and one will not be ready. One will be gone and one will remain. And, And two women grinding in the mill. One ready. One unprepared. One gone. One remaining. We are to be on the alert to be ready, to be prepared for the coming of Messiah because no one knows when He comes. And when He comes, we must recognize and see Him and respond to Him. So how do we prepare? We prepare like Noah. And Jesus tells us this incredible story of Noah. So we look back into the story in Genesis, we 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 meet Noah at the age of 500 years of age. The Scripture tells us that when he was 600, the flood came and they entered the ark. Well, there was a lot of things that happened in that 100 years, right? At some point, the Lord came and said, I'm coming, there's a rain that's coming, there's a flood that's coming, and Noah, you need to begin to prepare, and you're not going to know the day or the time when the rain comes, but in the meantime, you can prepare, and you can build an ark, and you and your family will be safe. And the Scripture tells us that those around him carried on in the normal routines of life, working and celebrating While Noah prepared, while Noah built an ark. How are you preparing today? How are you expecting? How are you anticipating? How are you getting ready for the coming of the Lord? What ark are you building, so to speak, as you wait and as you prepare, as you listen, as you anticipate the coming of the Lord? And how are you preparing, not just for Christmas Day, but how are you preparing for the coming of the Lord today? That's that's the story of Christmas, is that Emmanuel, God is with us each and every day. And how are you preparing for the coming of Messiah for eternity? When He comes with new heaven and new earth, and begins new life. How are you preparing yourself? How are you preparing others? One of the ways that we invite you to help prepare and encourage others and yourself is through our Prepare the Way, our annual Christmas devotion guide. Many of you wrote the devotions in the pages of our, of our guide this year. 
It's a powerful testimony of sharing our stories of how we prepare and how we anticipate and how we wait for Christmas and the themes of Christmas of hope and joy and peace and love. It's a way that we share Christmas and Advent together as as we read each other's stories and as we, we learn about each other in these stories, as we pray for one another and walk with each other. But it's also a way that we can prepare others as we hear stories of, of a, a devotion guide being given to a co-worker, given to a family member, given to a neighbor, to a friend, and how these devotion guides have inspired and encouraged and prepared the way for those outside of this fellowship in our community to receive Emmanuel and to know that God is with us and with them in a new way. How are you preparing for Christmas this year? In Romans chapter 13, the Apostle Paul picks up on this theme. He picks up on the coming of the Son of Man, on on the return of Christ, and he puts it this way. He says, okay church, it's time to wake up. It's time to get up. It's time to wake up from your sleep. To wake up from your drowsiness because salvation is nearer today than when you first believed. Isn't that incredible story? Salvation is nearer today. We need to wake up. Jesus is coming. And each and every day, Jesus is coming is is nearer and closer. Each and every day through these next weeks of Advent, the birth and the coming of Christ is nearer and nearer and nearer. And thus we are to prepare and to anticipate the return and the coming of Christ. Do you remember the joy when you first experienced your salvation? Each and every day your salvation is nearer. We should live in the joy and the excitement of that truth. It's time to wake up and prepare. And Paul goes on in Romans 13 in these next few verses And he gives us two ways that we should begin to prepare the way. He says, first of all, we need to lay aside. Lay aside the deeds of the flesh. Lay aside the darkness of our lives. It's been night. We've been asleep. We've we've been unaware. But the dawn is coming. The light is coming. And we need to put aside, as we've we've studied that a few months ago, the book of Ephesians, Paul uses this metaphor so often. We take off the darkness. We take off the deeds of the flesh. We take them off and we put on light. We put on Christ. We put on righteousness. And Paul goes specifically in Romans 13 and he says to, to put away the deeds of the flesh, the, the carousing, the drunkenness, the sensuality, the strife, the jealousy the brokenness of our relationships, to put that aside. And to do what? To put on Christ Jesus. The way we prepare for Christmas, the way we prepare during the month, the week of Advent, the weeks of Advent is by putting on the light of Christ. And each week we talk about four aspects of that light. Today, the light of hope. Next week, the light of peace. The third week, the light of joy. And finally, the light 
of love. Would, would you put aside the things of the darkness and of the flesh and would you put on the light of hope and peace and joy and of love and make no provisions for the lusts of the flesh, the eyes, for the prideful boasting of life. Isn't it interesting that Paul uses this metaphor of light and darkness to take off the darkness of our life and to put on his light. Many of you know that we had the opportunity to go down and, and spend a few days during Thanksgiving with Morgan. And we came in last night and it was dark when we came in. And our neighborhood has a transformation. Now, not Jim Stewart transformation like. <laughs> if you haven't seen Jim's lights, you need to go see Jim's lights. Just follow the glow in West uh, Norman and you'll find them. But we came into our neighborhood and all the kids were alert and awake and we started looking at all the lights in our neighborhood. And beautiful. Isn't that a beautiful metaphor of putting lights in the darkness on our house so that people can see their way at night? Of course, the kids let me know that our house was pretty dark and gloomy because we didn't have any lights on. Well, hopefully that'll change, right? Because we too want to be a part of this expression of Christmas, of putting on the light of Christ and putting that light on our house as a testimony and as a witness to the world that Christmas is about the coming of the light of the world, Jesus Christ. How are you preparing for Christmas this year? Are you preparing the way for the Son of Man is coming? The Son of Man is coming as a child at Christmas. The Son of Man is coming in His glory as King of kings and Lord of lords one day. And the Scripture tells us that that day is nearer and nearer. And how will you prepare for the coming of Christ in your life each and every day. How are you preparing for the coming of Christ in your life tomorrow when you go back to school or when you go to work or when you go next door to your neighbor? How are you preparing for the coming of Christ in those encounters with others? The Scripture admonishes us today to be on the alert, to wake up and to prepare the way for the coming of Emmanuel. You see, this is our hope, is that God is coming and has come in a new and glorious way, in a personal way, and that God is with us through His Son and through His Spirit each moment of each day. Let's pray.